This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Just because I wear a hijab, it doesn't limit me. It just opens different types of opportunities, and that's it. I don't focus on what I can't do. I focus on what I can do. And in film, they had the same problem where it's like, okay, if there's a role that needs a hijabi woman, I was like, no, 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 no. If there's a role that needs a woman, (laughs) I can do that because I'm a woman. Like, it's not just a hijabi. Like, I don't want to be terrorist wife number two. (laughs) Like, you know? It's like, I can. There can be a role. Like, look, there's a role in this film that needs a, whatever, a secretary. She's going to help with this mafia or something. Exactly. Can I not be the secretary? Why, you know, why does it matter whether I wear a hijab? Why are you not the superhero? Yeah, why can't, exactly, why can't... Today, you're going to meet one of the pioneers of the modest fashion movement. I sat down with the fabulously fresh Maria Idrisi to talk accidentally breaking onto the international fashion scene, her rise to fame, her ambitions in film, and why she's out to change the world, but she doesn't want to change Hollywood. Get ready for a fun discussion with Maria. That's next, right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. I was one of millions around the world watching with excitement when Maria Idrisi made headlines as the first face to wear a hijab in a major international fashion campaign for H&M's Close the Loop initiative around sustainable fashion back in 2015. It was a pivotal cultural moment when her image was displayed all over the world. A young woman who was the epitome of urban chic who also happened to be brown and Muslim. While many think American Somali Halim Aden was the world's first hijab-wearing model, Maria's debut happened almost two years before Halima headlined the New York Fashion Week in 2017. Now, Maria instantly became a face for a new generation of Muslims, those who not only deeply valued their faith and multicultural roots, but equally were proud of who they were as British-born and bred. Maria became a symbol of what was now possible, pioneering and championing diversity and inclusion. From shoots for Miu Miu and Gucci to modeling for Rihanna's Fenty Beauty campaign. She's now looking beyond fashion with exciting new prospects on the horizon, but always looking to the bigger purpose whenever she takes on a new project. I sat down with Maria after her appearance on a panel at the Women in Leadership Economic Forum where she told me about that moment when she was discovered for the groundbreaking H&M campaign. You are, of course, uh, the first hijabi fashion model that was featured in the H&M campaign. I can't believe it was three years ago now. I know. I know. Even me. Yeah. Time's gone so fast. So, like, how did all of that happen? I got got scouted in a shopping centre. I was managing a children's shop at the time. And then a casting director just approached me and said, can I take a picture of you? And I was like, all right, <laughs> and what's it for? And then um, she said, oh, it's for a campaign um, for H&M. And I thought nothing of it because I knew I was like, it's like being an extra, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay, a bit of money, like half a day's work. And her whole um, casting, the, uh, 
agency is about like diversity it's called a uh, roadcasting and um yeah so i just went for it thought nothing of it and then when it came out like a couple months later i just remember i had in my bio on instagram by the way i just started instagram so i wasn't even like it was private i didn't use it like that i just graduated from uni it was you know just ordinary and um i put my cousin salon's number in the bio just to promote her her business and then everyone was calling her salon because that was the only contact to me she's like maria can you change like the thing in your bio because everyone's calling to interview you about being the first hijab wearing model i was like being the what and i remember telling my mom i was like they think i'm a model what should i do and she's like go with it go on milk i was like all right so, yeah i had no management no nothing i just yeah just literally got thrown in the, in the deep end that's amazing that's incredible i mean tell us about growing up half Pakistani, half Moroccan in the UK, being British, being Muslim. What was that like? It's, do you know what? Fortunately, being in London, there are so, you, you don't feel alone at all because there's so many people that are like me, born and raised in London. So we all have that kind of British mentality, but we our families are from different backgrounds. Um, so I was lucky. And my mum, even though she's Pakistani, she she's never been back. She came when she was like two years old. Um, so she's like, it's like a white brown mom (laughs) yeah so so having that was it was it made things i think a lot more easier for me as well in terms of support because i just understood and my dad he's a moroccan dad typical (laughs) but he's cool he's really really supportive of everything i've heard you um do impersonations of your dad oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) my dad yes i love it i love it but what was that like kind of um, you know, I, I guess as you were growing up as well and putting on hijab and just mm-hmm. being visibly Muslim, mm-hmm. um, was it difficult? Did you face any uh, kind of interactions that, that kind of made you, you know, question maybe things? Um, n- not so much growing up, like as in when I started to wear it when I was about like 17. So not so much personally. It was more in my career, like recently, that I've mm-hmm. actually felt a bit more conscious of it and that's just because uh brands some brands just don't get it they just don't know how to work with a woman hijab they they sometimes they feel like it's a it's just a specific demographic that they can market to because like we don't appeal to everyone and i've had those kind of conversations before where it's like no you know we don't just wear hijab in ramadan you can work with us outside of that season it's so bizarre yeah it? so it's like they just feel yeah that's that's probably been the biggest struggle just in in fashion some some people just feel like okay this is like a specific marketing person not someone for everyone and that's probably the most annoying thing because it's like when you're when you're when you're white you apply to everyone you can market her in africa asia but for us it's like oh no it has to be quite specific or targeted um so that's been a struggle but in terms of personal life again london's so diverse so i've never really handled it like thank god i've never had any issues that's amazing yeah. but so like how did it change things for you so after that first initial campaign what happened mm my whole life changed like except for my bank account initially unfortunately but (laughs) my lifestyle changed I had to quit my job because well I wasn't planning to stay there forever anyway it was just while I was in uni but still like I wasn't planning to quit that quickly um so yeah I was traveling a lot and I was I think the most interesting thing was just being thrown on like live news as if like I do this all the time and you know I was how old was I was like 23 um never been interviewed before for anything and then i'm getting interviewed on like bbc world news and then straight after sky news and then straight after and it's like what the hell 
But I just, yeah, I don't know. Just went with it. <laughs> you know, one of the funny things, I guess, about, you know, you being the first hijabi model. Now you've got, you know, Halima Aden, mm. uh, Neelam. There are so many. Yeah. Um, but when you were there, I remember thinking, this is oh. this is such an amazing moment. Yeah. And I was one of those who was watching you oh, on BBC News. <laughs> and going, yes. And, you know, you're articulate and you're... Um, you, you're smart. You're clearly very smart as well. Um, but I can imagine there's a lot of pressure when you are like the the token Muslim mm. or the token hijabi or the only one there, and then suddenly you get thrown questions that have nothing to do with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When, when, yes. Initially, that happened more than now. When it was like it was very political, and I didn't understand like what kind of questions you get, like things like. Um, well, now not so much. And I think because I made it clear. <laughs> but like, don't ask me no nonsense. But yeah, initially it was it was around like political things like with what do I think of ISIS? What do I think of what's happening in, in Gaza? What do I think of, you know, just certain things that even though I've read upon, like I'm not an expert in that field. I'm not But I'm it's not kind in of that bewildering world. why on earth they would ask you about that anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's and it annoyed me because I'd feel like I'd want I want to answer these and I want to get into these discussions, but then I'm in fashion and fashion is very blank canvas when it comes to, um, you know, political cultural. It's like we don't want to offend anyone. Mm. So because they're so you know protective over offending anyone, then it kind of can damage that world. And I'm like, you guys asking me this is ruining my life. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm I'm trying to change that that narrative as well because. Uh, Hassan Minhaj actually he he said that um, political culture is popular culture and it is now like you can't avoid talking about it no matter how much you want your brand to be this clean slate it's like by not including people because of their faith you're now offending them as well so it's like you can't it's a a lose-lose situation if you're so concerned about it you kind of just need to be like look this is our brand this is what we stand for and we work with people from all backgrounds who have their own individual beliefs and stuff and we respect everyone as long as you know, you're not hurting anyone. Coming up, while Maria is proud of being a hijabi model, she talks about the need to look beyond it. That's next. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to my special interview with British model, speaker and actor Maria Idrisi. Although she is famous for being one of the first hijabi fashion models here, she talks about the need to look beyond that. Why Why are we so focused on what a woman is wearing on her head? Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, definitely. Like It's like they can't even... So so now I'm moving into, into film because oh, I feel fantastic. like... I feel like um, with fashion, you know, like we said, we've got Halima, we've got... Um, there's a couple models in the UK as well that wear hijab. So things are, are, are moving in the right direction, even if I don't necessarily agree with everything everyone does, whatever, just the representation of hijab-wearing women in fashion, it's it's more diverse now. But um, like in other media, that it's still not. It's still a struggle. And uh, what's annoying is that I also feel like everything's to do I mean I don't mind because my hijab is a part of me but we are talented people there is there is more than just like the hijab you know and that that can be like frustrating and, and in film that's the new battle now that I'm facing because when I'd even with like management with whoever like I've had to have this discussion where 
just because I wear a hijab, it doesn't limit me. It just opens different types of opportunities. And that's it. I don't focus on what I can't do. I focus on what I can do. And in film, they have the same problem where it's like, okay, if there's a role that needs a hijabi woman, I was like, no, 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 no. If there's a role that needs a woman, <laughs> yeah. I can do that because I'm a woman. Like, it's not just a hijabi. Like, I don't want to be terrorist wife number two. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I can, exactly. there can be a role. Like, look, there's a role in this film that needs a, whatever, a secretary. And she's going to help with this mafia or something. It's like, can I not be the secretary? Why, you know, why does it matter whether I wear a hijab? Why are you not like, the superhero? Yeah, the story? why can't, exactly. Why can't, unless in the script that's already, be, you know, because I, I also do feel like we need to also create our own opportunities, um, especially in the UAE. Like there's so much money. There's so many talented people like to have our own kind of film industry, our own industries, rather than always trying to be a part of everyone else's. So it is powerful to have our own thing. It is amazing, actually, here in the UAE, there are so many women who do mm. amazing things, who are in yeah. the creative arts, in government, in all these exactly. amazing... So here it's actually almost normal to yeah. see Muslim women doing incredible things exactly. every day. Exactly. And it's it's just... Because I, I obviously I live in the UK still. So in the West, it's like I don't see that enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I do, again, it's always something often connected to, to the hijab. And it's, it's kind of ironic now as well, like the whole purpose of hijab is to not draw unnecessary attention to the way you look. And I know it sounds funny for me because I'm, I'm a model, but then I do so much more outside of it. And I, 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 you, I take pictures to show the bigger picture. That's what I like to see, I like to say. And I, I just feel like it's becoming ironic that the only thing we're known for now is the way we look. Completely. And that's also quite damaging to like what the hijab is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I remember once, um, I was watching TV and some business show and then this woman in the club comes on mm. to talk about business. Nothing to do with Islam, nothing to do wow. with ISIS. Nothing. And I just, <laughs> I kind of had to sit there and just watch and just think, This is what? cool, yeah. But it shouldn't be unusual. And that's yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Even me, I'd, be, I'd probably stop and watch it. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's just, it's amazing to think about. But that's what you're doing. Like, mm. what did you study at uni? I did English and history. English and history. Yeah. And now, like, is this a thing you're going to use? <laughs> yeah, because I did English. So in terms of film, because I started to wear hijab just before I started uni, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to study drama. I'm going to study English lit so that I can write scripts. And I loved history. So I was like, I'd love to write movies, create movies that are about real life historic events or even obviously something that's made up, but that still connects to my culture or my faith because we don't see it as well. Like, Yes, like any movie about black people generally is like a slave film. And it's like, really? Completely. Like, that's not the history of black Africa. Panther. Yeah, Black Panther's like one of, that's why it was so such a big blockbuster because it's like, finally, you know. It's incredible, we've got right? Yeah. Coming up, Maria talks inspiration and ambition and why she's not out to change Hollywood. Keep it here on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. It is Life Beats on Pulse 95, and I'm in conversation with the unstoppably cool Maria Idrisi. Here, she talks about changing the world and why she's not trying to change Hollywood. So one of my good friends is is John Boyega from Star Wars. So even him. Sorry? Yeah. (laughs) 
just casually hang out with John Boyega. <laughs> but I'm so proud of him because he also, before Black Panther, I know obviously he didn't create Star Wars, but neither did obviously the actors in, in Black Panther. But him being yes. the main character in Star Wars, such a huge like thing. I'm like, yes, this is this is now what you know that what I want to see more of. Exactly. And uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, yeah. Being in Star Wars too. Exactly. Riz- and doing his thing yeah, now. He's, he's a Pakistani brother, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you think casually hang out with him too? No, no, I, don't, I haven't met Riz yet, but I, I do want to. <laughs> you have to. Oh my yeah. gosh. He's epic. Literally, What he's yeah. doing is epic. His rap, his movies. He's so I want to cool. see you star alongside him. Oh my God, yes. In something. Please, anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> I have many talents. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I do That's amazing. Try. Oh my God. Let's go back a little bit to the fashion. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so growing up, did you, were you into fashion? Did you love fashion? Did you dress up? What was it? I've always loved fashion. I think every creative um like fashion's a part of that so we all use it maybe as a form of expression so growing up I, I always had my own sense of style and I loved yeah I love fashion but um I never planned on making it a career mm. and I think more and more now I love it and I am enjoying it as a career but I still feel like there's more that I can do and I know that's a lot of people probably feel like you know they're multifaceted fa- was it multifaceted but it's it's yeah it's more it was more of a hobby been a career for me back then yeah it was just like you know yeah i like yeah. i like i like dressing up because i'm a girl from london <laughs> <laughs> i like trying new things new like keeping up with new trends so so cool what inspires you knowing that um i can be a part of a positive change that's what inspires me so there's always a problem on this earth that needs fixing and i like to be able to challenge myself um to be able to change things so that mm. inspires me and and to do it in a way that is in connection to my beliefs as well um what's been the reaction like you know have you had girls coming up to you you know saying i love you what you're doing what, what, yeah. what is it yeah it's a positive you know handle i'm really grateful that i do have a majority of a positive response initially i didn't it was very like 50 50 some people hated me it said i was a sign of judgment day and then oh some my people, gosh. and then some people loved it were like finally you know yeah. so it was it was 50 50 now more and more and more i'm finding people are really supportive and I'm, I'm grateful for that as well because that's what keeps me keeps me going and you know keeps more opportunities coming so yeah that is that is a big part of what i'm doing why what like so, I mean, you know, we've seen a lot change. You know, there are lots of designers, Sophia Abdullah here yes. in the UAE doing amazing things, you know, making modest fashion contemporary. Rabia Z as well, mm. um, Sarah Al-Madani. There are yeah. quite a few who are coming up who are doing incredible things, you know, in terms of bringing fashion, modest fashion into mm-hmm. the 21st century. Yeah. But what more would you like to see happen? Ownership. That's that's. That's like what I want to see in, in everything. Just we need more more ownership and unity. What does that mean, ownership? What do you mean by that? So in terms of like media ownership um, and in terms of like our own industries as well. So you've got Bollywood, you've got Nollywood in Nigeria, you've got Hollywood, obviously. It's like as Muslims, the one thing that was asked for us was, you know, the one key thing was to, to, cre- to keep unity between us, yeah, to not be divided. And... I think the fact that we're all from different cultures and, and backgrounds is a great thing because there's just it makes it more exciting and there's so much more to learn from each other. But the one thing we all have that keeps us together is the fact that we're Muslim. And I think that's something that we should strive towards is having our own thing as well. Because as much as I'm born in the West and 
like I said, I, I love where I live. I love what I'm doing. I love the people I work with. But at the same time, I would love to have my own community as well that, you know, it's a lot more straightforward if I have an idea to just, they get it. Like, yep, we get it. That's going to work. People are going to love it rather than it's like a constant battle. Even though they'll come around, they do come around. I have my ways, but it's just, it would be nice to feel like, yeah, I've got, I've got my, yeah. own, my own community as well. But I think that's what, that's what part of, you know, being part of a diverse community is yeah that everyone has a unique point of view exactly and you yeah. don't have to please everybody yeah you know exactly yeah not yeah just come with different different ideas different aspects angles you have to do your own thing yeah and you doing your own thing means other people will be strong enough to say this is my way of doing it yep as well like i, I just feel like sometimes we lack that feeling of uniqueness where somebody's mm-hmm. uniqueness can come out without being judged yeah exactly yeah and just accepting like you know what this is the way she thinks the way again i've always said embrace everyone's differences as long as you're not hurting anyone there's no issue there shouldn't be an issue we should i'm not trying to i'm not trying to change hollywood even though i want a lot of what i want to do i want it to be especially like featured in the west because that's where i grew up that's that's also my community so i would love for my work to be featured there um and I'm not coming to change it though, because at the end of the day, I didn't create it. I don't have that ownership over it. So it's like, I'm just coming to be a part of it. Mm. And I respect, you know, their their ways of doing things. But at the same time, we need our own ways as well. We need our own thing as well. Coming up, the fun continues as Maria discovers she's got hidden talents. You won't believe what she can do next. The Heart of Shaja. This is Pulse95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. It was super fun chatting with Maria Idrisi. She's got some hidden talents that you were about to discover, but here I ask her about whether she wishes she had seen more Muslims represented in media when she was growing up. Yeah, definitely. Like, if, if, for example, like, the Muslim world had its, had its own film industry that would have made life way easier because it would have been like, yeah, I know for a fact I can do this. I know for a fact I can cast myself for more than just a terrorist wife number two kind of role because there's way more opportunities um, and they get it again. I don't have to explain to them like, oh, I can't take my hijab off in that shower scene. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can we just, it's like <laughs> those things just won't be, it, I won't have to have those battles. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it would have it made life a lot more easier. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of fashion, are you kind of like leaving that mm-hmm. to go do film or how is it going to work now? So fashion, I still, like I said, I, I still love fashion. You're going to still, still be modeling? See, it's interesting. Like I don't, like obviously, obviously I am, I'm still a model, but it's just branching out to, to doing a little bit more. So it'll still be there. Opportunity is still coming. But my attention, my focus now in, in the film For world. Sure. And in fashion as well, just as much, but mostly more as a spokeswoman um and like consultant i do some consultancy work so behind the scenes kind of stuff nice what do you mean consultant work so exactly so brands now want to tap into obviously the muslim pound as they call it um but if you don't work with people that look like the people trying to market to you end up getting it wrong we've seen it happen a few times so now uh, I offer consultancy That's cool. to brands <clears throat> so that if, if they want to do a campaign, even if it's like a campaign for Ramadan, fine. 
work with a Muslim so that you make sure it's done properly. Um, just where yeah. have you seen it done really well? H&M. <laughs> yeah, well, H&M did good. <laughs> they were really, really understanding about the hijab. And that's what I respected for my first ever shoot. They knew exactly what needed to be covered. They knew they like the men that were on set, they would be like, oh, I'll tweak that little necklace. I won't, you know, so they were really respectful. So I do I do appreciate actually that the team was great. That they understood um, like how to do it properly. Yeah, how to do it properly. Um, like just even respecting like the little things like guys wouldn't be like pulling up my trousers and stuff. <laughs> Who so are your favorite things? designers? Oh my God, this question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Safia, obviously, <laughs> Dubai. I, just, I was just wearing her outfit, I love it. Um, I really like Victoria Beckham. In the, yeah, even, Amazing. I don't know if her clothes like fully fit me. <laughs> but <laughs> I love the aesthetics of, of what she's doing and she's British, you know, got a bigger up. Um, oh my God, right now Gucci, I'm loving what Gucci's what Gucci's doing the last couple of years the designs have been great oh my god there's so many I wish I had my book with me no, no, no. <laughs> your favorite fashion item maybe we can start with the jacket you're wearing right now yeah this is actually I love denim jackets so denim jackets are like the best item ever because they never get out of fashion I believe and even when it's winter summer whatever like you just throw it on so I'm wearing this is from seek refuge it looks amazing, this Thank jacket. You. I love it. This is a really cool jacket. Yeah. Um, your biggest uh, fashion disaster? Oh, my God. <laughs> when, I was, when I was, like, a teenager in college, and I'd wear, like, leg warmers with everything, and I don't know why. Like, so. You're even too young to have been in the 80s. What I happened? know, but do you know, there was a t- there was If I was able to get them, there was definitely some trend that was happening with leg warmers. And I just killed it. I don't know why. <laughs> I was obsessed with them. Anyways, yeah. oh, oh my god! Oh, yeah. You and leg warmers. Yeah, oh, that, that was crazy. Just all right. Coming back to your uh, your upcoming film career, are we going to see you in something? What's going on? So, so between us, I am working on something myself. Can't say too much yet, but like, inshallah, the next couple of years, um, and I'm moving more into voiceover acting so that's 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 this new talent that i found (laughs) everyone kept saying oh you're really good at like imitating mimicking people and accents and then i did i did a course for a few months um my teacher her name is uh, diane she's amazing and yeah like i realized oh my god i can do all sorts of things with my voice hang on a minute show us some of the things that you can do with your (laughs) voice go on well, I'll start off with my Indian accent, isn't it? Because uh, it's quite easy to imitate my granddad or something. Um, I found like, like I could do a little boy's accent and it's good. <laughs> I didn't realize that I could do it. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I would never think that would come out of you. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, yeah something what started that going? Like, <laughs> do you know, again, I've always had this thing where if I can't go through the front door, I'll go through the back door in whatever it is. So I'm not gonna take my hijab off for, for roles and I'm not gonna expect an entire script to be changed to accommodate me. So what can I do? So I was like, I can be like a frog in a movie, you know? <laughs> I can be a Disney princess. Cause you, you don't know? need to appear you in don't it. Need to, exactly, it's just your voice. That's and I was amazing. like, it's still acting, and but it's just your voice. Oh my gosh, I love Amazing, Aww. that was good fun. Thank you so much. That's Thank brilliant. <laughs> so the new Miss Marvel. Have you seen this? 
Miss Marvel Kamala Khan Disney TV series has just been announced. And I was just uh, checking out Maria's uh, Instagram and she's already imagining herself as one of the characters in there. Could she be a voice actor in the series? We just have to wait and see. There's a lot to look forward to with the amazing Maria. But coming up in the next hour of Life Beats, has Alex Rodriguez taken his parenting too far? We're going to tell you what he's done with his kids. I want to get your opinion on it. Would you do the same? Plus, I know we all just came back from summer holidays, but there is a job going on a tropical island where you're always going to feel like you're on vacation. I've got the details on that and so much more next right here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.